Hello everybody and welcome to episode number seven and this one is called Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself. That's a little uh, heads up there to Jay-Z. Nothing to do with what I'm going to be talking about though. Now I wonder what it would be like to meet a person who you find genuinely disturbing. Has that ever happened to you? A person whose convictions about the way that life is leave you feeling kind of almost tired I guess. There are people who live in the world that were you to have one of them round for dinner, you would come out so surprised by what you've just been through that you'd be left wondering not who they were, but actually, at the end of it, who you are. Just imagine that someone like this did come round to yours, and as you talk with that person opposite you, you realise that you have no, no common starting ground. Say you start talking about the town or the country you live in and how it's run. You might think that, you know, that society, though it's mixed up, it, it seems fair and kind of able to iron itself out. But the person opposite you believes that society is awful, an abomination. You might stand up for the goodness of people, the acts of charity done daily and the decency and goodwill that you know is in most people. You might think that injustice is bearable, tolerable even, because there are so many things to counteract it. But to this person, the whole world reels in confusion. See, it's about justice, really. This guy is absolutely obsessed. The sort of things that he would go on and on about are the injustices in life that for us are just normal. Normal ingredients that go into our experience of life. Cheating in business, cheating in marriage, letting money change who you are, exploiting the poor, all those kind of things. Now we would see those things as a huge blow to the welfare of society. But this guy goes on as if every one of them was a death blow to the nature of the whole of existence. A catastrophe. A threat to the whole world. Now I think if you had someone like this around your dinner table, you might just begin to wonder to yourself, how can this person live like this? Always in a state of disgust for the world, day and night. Because for us, our consciences get tired, don't they? We look for comfort, something to soothe the mind and justify the way that we see life. Guilt for us isn't permanent. Our consciences grow defences, you know, excuse and self-pity. No crime for us is absolute. Every day, you and I see hypocrisy, misery, outrage, but we don't lose sleep over it. But this person sees the same things we do, and he looks like he hasn't slept for years because of it. And it all seems to stem from the fact that he knows God intimately. You know, to him, who hears God's voice continually like a megaphone in his ear, everyone else appears deaf. This guy thinks that he sees God in the fullness of everyday interaction, and so everyone else appears blind. This man hates the middle of the road, and it's all because of God. He is this unbelievable extremist. There's nothing to hold on to for him except for God himself, which seems to you to present some real difficulties. Like, like the fact that, for instance, most people feel alone, don't they? Left to figure life out for themselves. The challenge for heaps of people in this world is to try and find an identity in a sea of opinion. 
But for this man, he is overwhelmed by the opposite problem. It's the presence of, the, of God which is overwhelming for him. To question or disregard the idea of the divine presence is just kind of insolence, plain and simple. Isolation is a fairy tale. People just need to grow up. That's what he reckons. Now, as your meal progresses, you might be on to the final course by now. You realise that actually what he's doing is that he's opening up to you. He's letting you in. He's letting you know what it's kind of like to be him. To do what he does is both a distinction and an affliction. He's both honoured and humiliated to live his life the way that he does. His mission is distasteful to himself and horrible for other people like you to watch. He's been stigmatised as a madman by some people who know him well and he suffers with loneliness. But the thing that changed was that you realised that he was there to change you. He was both a messenger and a witness. As a messenger, his job was to deliver words that would change. But as a witness, you realise that his life demonstrates painfully that his words are from God. And that if it happened to you, you would eventually realise that you were in the presence of an Old Testament prophet, just like Malachi. Now, I had a reason for introducing him like that. We often look around us at the Bible, at other people, at situations we encounter, and we label stuff. We label the things particularly that we don't understand as secure, as, sorry, as obscure. But that's because when we look at stuff, we are looking with our minds. We already have categories worked out for people to go into. We already know how a situation might play out. So what we're not used to doing is slowly and painfully actually seeing the things in front of us that we don't understand and that we can't categorise. To allow ourselves to be with people and to try and read things that we don't already know about is the stuff that will expand our horizons. The aim is to try and get to know what we see rather than see what we already know. Do you get it? I think if we want to get to know this life better, what we really want is insight. You know, we can blame things for being obscure, but really it is us who are biased and prisoners of repetitive thinking. The way that we see things is so often is that we see the present in the past tense. We apply the things that we already know to the, to the new thing that is unfolding in front of our eyes. How small-minded is that? My prayer is that today, this week, this month, I hope you meet someone who challenges who you are. I hope you allow yourself into a situation or a meeting which to you, at first, feels alien and obscure. And I pray that you wouldn't judge the person or try and see what you want to see in the midst of it. But that in the light of the conversation, you'd be able to feel like you could embrace what is unfamiliar. And to begin to adjust your eyes to the dark. And begin a process of true and real insight. I pray that you would meet a person who would reveal the nature of God to you in a way that you would never could have predicted. And because of that, the way that you imagine God being involved in this world would be permanently shifted. I pray that you would look out for with excitement the prophets that God will put in your path to challenge and expand your horizons.